when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It is August 21st, 2017, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 90. Happy Eclipse Day. The sun is disappearing. I believe a dragon is eating it. You can't prove to me that that's not what's happening. I don't, I don't know that the world is actually a, a sphere. I don't know that there are not evil cosmic forces out there trying to devour our light and our lifeblood. Wait, wait, is it, a, is it a dragon or a dinosaur? We gotta get this straight. All dra- Those are not mutually exclusive yes, thank you. Talks. Oh, you're right, you're right about that. That's right. Tell me, what is the relationship between dragons and dinosaurs, Patrick? I'm, like, in the factual record or in my yeah. heart? It, but, uh, those two things in my mind line up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, dragons can be dinosaurs, dinosaurs can be dragons. Let, let your Hell heart yeah. be open. Hell yeah. What right. you want it's dragons to be. It's the persona of a dinosaur is a dragon. Right? Exactly. That's sure. exactly right. Yeah. I would I would read that like funny little cute kind of maybe bittersweet uh, like persona fan comic. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, those nice. are the voices of Danielle Riendo and Patrick Lepic. Also joining us, Hi. Rob Zachney. Hey, what's up, everybody? How do you feel about this eclipse and also dragons? <laughs> uh, feeling great about dragons, like I do every day. Like I'm not some Johnny Come Lately <laughs> to the dragon movement. Like I've been into dragons for years. Uh, the, you, you know, I got the receipts to prove this, I'm all about the dragons. This sounds like this sounds like something you've had to answer to before, yeah. Rob. Like this seems like a rehearsed, defensive charge. Like, have you been in a moment where someone has questioned your loyalty to the dragon cause? Look, I, I, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of accusers out there. There's a lot of like <laughs> things you hear about Rob Zachney that are just not true, just <laughs> not true. And things one you of hear those about is robzachney.tumblr.com. Uh huh. <laughs> God. God. Um, the, uh, the, the faction in Warhammer that has, is like, dinosaurs is sun-based, aren't they? Have you oh, met like them the yet? the lizard men? Yeah, the lizard men. They're like Aztec lizard men who are also sun, like, sun worshippers, but also have dinosaurs and lasers. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. They're kind uh, so of I- sick. They're kind of fucking good. <laughs> they they f- they felt a little overpowered at uh, at E3. Yeah. If I'm be- if I'm being honest, like you you that's your just army, history, like, Rob. <laughs> Dinosaurs with lasers who worship the sun <laughs> are just powerful. Yeah, that's that true. Sucks. Like the the early city states of the lizard people uh, just had just had dinosaurs, but then. Uh, you know, later the the idea came. What if we just had really long spears ah. of lasers, and it was a military <laughs> revolution? There's no stopping them. That's that. Uh, have you been playing more of that? Uh, yeah, I've been playing a bunch. Like Total Warhammer, kind of swallowed my weekend, oh. and I haven't been this into a Total War game in quite some time. Like it has changed quite a bit from uh, vanilla. And it is this feels... just to be clear? Are you playing Total War Warhammer One or Total War Warhammer Two? Uh, one. I'm not okay. sure. I'm she not was sure. Not dropped yet. I don't think so. Like I've heard some 
No, I don't think I don't know of anyone who has it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing the first game, but they just had that. We, we got into this a little bit on Friday, but they just had this massive update hit, uh, the foundation update. And the idea there is that they've kept expanding this game over time. That like it just kind of all got out of whack over time, as new factions came in, right. as new playable heroes came in, and so they sort of rebalanced everything to try to make the game work a bit better. And it sure does. Like it just feels now much more like um, less like a little sliver of the Warhammer universe and more like you know the whole enchilada, as it were. Cool. Um, and I had a, you know, I, I had a game where I was playing this uh, faction of of the dwarves, the uh, the the clan, the the angry clan, and the angry clan. Got it. Okay. Yeah, they, they they're very angry. Uh, most of the dwarves are uh, yeah. in this in the, in this game. They've got reasons, right? They do. They do. Grudges they, they, and whatnot. All right. Lo- oh man, <laughs> so many grudges. <laughs> like you would not believe. Like sometimes I wish they would take it a little bit easier. On the grudges, but but they don't. I don't know. I've uh, heard did, you playing subterfuge. I know what a grudge really sounds like. <laughs> that's that's fair. Maybe maybe there's a reason I gravitate towards this faction. <laughs> uh, but I think one of the, one of the things they they do really well now is Warhammer should feel apocalyptic mm-hmm. and like world ending, and now it sure does. Like there are so many dangerous factions that start coming in from the edges of the map. The the mid game just starts to turn into, it's not factions like exchanging cities by the mid game, it's literally just like huge chunks of the map the map being like burned to a cinder, mm. or like fatally poisoned by chaos. Uh, That's kind of cool. Chaos so magic. It's and just like vampires. oh this 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 whole region is gone now, like or is like changed forever in a way that like is a lot more memorable and a lot more like like literally the the stage the board changes to reflect events that happened in a way that isn't just like the we fly red flags we used to fly blue flags yeah that was that that was always the way it used to be right in total war games but with with attila they introduced the idea that you could like raise settlements mm. and in warhammer they make pretty uh aggressive use of that in part because in total war warhammer not every settlement is capturable by every faction. So, like, dwarves right. can only hold, like, mountain, mountainous, like, dwarf settlements. Uh, likewise, greenskins can only take dwarf holds. Like, that's kind of, they're, they're, they're kind of like the ultimate squatters. Right. Uh, you know, they come in, they drive <laughs> the dwarves out, and then they just trash the place. Um Humans can, you know, humans exist in the valleys, and their sort of natural adversary is the undead. So there are all these settlements that there's, like, literally nothing you can do except maybe sack them uh, for money or destroy them if you need that place to stop being a problem. And I was doing really well as Clan Angrind. And uh, so Clan Angrind has this overarching goal where they have to get to their old hold, uh, Karak Eight Peaks, whatever. It's it's sure. a big that, overarching goal. Some capital L lore happening. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I probably dallied a little too much on my way to that to that goal. I was like playing it like a normal strategy game, and normally the chaos invasion isn't that bad if you're pretty far to the south mm. because it comes from the north always. The chaos wastes, and eventually it just sort of runs out of steam. In this game, though, it went real, real wrong because as I'm playing it. 
I start to notice that like this huge, like devastating war breaks out between the vampire counts and the cities, the the factions of the empire, uh, and they start burning each other's cities, like right and left. Uh, so everything between the chaos wastes and sort of my mountain like strongholds, eventually was just destroyed. And I'm talking like I could scroll the map out. And I could not see a settled like settlement anywhere. They were all gone. Huh. It was all burned. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The, uh, the other thing is that because now there were no like normal regions anymore on the map, chaos and like vampire magic and corruption started to like spread uncontrolled, and it started getting into my territories. So I started having like undead revolts happening, even though like. Everything was sort of fine. The problem is... It, <laughs> That's it, brutal. Like, like, what do you even fucking do? But, like, because of... Okay, so if I'm a leader in this fictional medieval world, I feel like... What, what fact? You were playing dwarves, right? So it's like, all right, yeah. everybody's got enough to eat. We got enough beer in the tank. We got, like, we've, we've upheld our honor. We've gone to war against people we've had grudges with. Like, I've done all of the shit that is necessary to be a good dwarf leader. I'm the best of the dwarf kings. And then just, like, a skeleton man shows up... <laughs> I, I don't, like, I guess kill it, but, like, there's not... How am I supposed to keep the skeletons happy, Rob? How can there be skeleton revolts? <laughs> yeah, and, it, well, you can't keep them happy. So, the, like, there's, there's public Aww. order, which is reflecting how the, how the dwarves uh, feel about you. And then there's just, like, corruption. And as a province gets corrupt enough, like, the dead just start rising. Uh, or chaos armies uh, start arriving. And the great thing is this is all reflected on the map. So, like, what starts out as, like gorgeous like dwarven strongholds and like snowy mountain passes and like you know alpine forest all starts to turn into this like poisoned toxic like corrupted hellhole uh you know just mist everywhere like the map just starts to like disappear and like this miasma of of evil uh your your armies start like taking attrition damage just from setting foot on this shit uh, so like mobility decreases because the corruption is so bad, uh, and that kind of spelled the end for me because well there were, there were two things one because every like because the vampires and empire took each other out when the chaos lords started to come from the wastes there was literally nothing between me and them right and I was like I've got a really good army like it was real good they hadn't yeah. lost a battle but that's like and I was like I got this. You did I not didn't have got this. this. No, because no. the whole you've already lost it when you let the fucking ground become all vampiric. Like that's you can't just win on the battlefield, Rob. You have to win the battlefield itself. You have to, you have to win in their hearts too, and skeletons don't have hearts. That's the that's problem. that's what makes them so hard to win. You no, know, that's what I've been thinking about right now. You know, in terms of medical science, like that's that's Wait, a real issue. Aren't there hearts inside of skeletons? Isn't that where my heart is behind my skeleton? I mean, it is. Yeah, it's it's in your chest cavity, but like skeletons as I think of them don't have like organs inside them. It's like just a skeleton running around. Is that it's own set of problems. What if that's just a condition of our current healthcare system? What if we could start getting is. hearts into into skeletons? We need the Skeleton Care Act. We need the SCA. We need to really get in there and get care for these skeletons who need help. That's that's it, damn it. I'm going to pound the table. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you end up losing to these skeleton and vampire people, Rob? Oh yeah, dude, they went through me like a door. <laughs> oh, uh, great. Like, like the the first the first army uh I threw at them was like my best army. They had not lost a battle. 
Um, but I hadn't really upgraded because I was winning so many fights with mm-hmm. normal units. I was like, this is going to be fine. This isn't going to be bad. Um, the Chaos guys had Hell Cannons, which is about what you'd think. That's not just a fancy name that they use to dress up like <laughs> shitty cannons. Like, I don't just call them Hell Cannons. Maybe people will be scared. No, no, it's it's like a big thing that shoots like a demonic fireball. Okay. Uh, like What's from the difference the... between a normal fireball and a demonic fireball? Is Good the question. Is demon in the fireball? I think there might be some demonic, like, yes, there, there may be some demonic possession of the fireball. Wow. I couldn't really tell That's you, but, he, but here's the difference that, that I've observed. Like, I had cannon as well. Cannonballs just, like, fuck up whatever it hits. A hell cannon fireball will take out, like, a formation of soldiers in two shots. Ah, like, gotcha. Like, it hits, and it's just like, oh, uh, that's, like, 80 guys who are just gone. Wow. Brutal. Wow. Um, yeah. That's, well, I'm glad. Thanks for the update. I hope you figure out how to deal with your skeleton problems soon. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a tough one. I, I'll give it some thought. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll think about whether or not there's some way to combat those who have no hearts. Um, Patrick and, and Danielle, what are you, what are you two up to? I think both I of those like are continuing been... to, to play the, the new Uncharted, Lost Legacy. Yes. How is that? It's, it's real good. I really like it. I, we talked about it a little bit on Friday, uh, you know, just in terms of the two things I think that were sort of the biggest takeaway for this one were that it has more wide open areas that are Ooh. optional, but that's actually really fun. I'll talk about that in a second. Also that the characters are really fun to kind of hang around with and hear their banter and it's it's pretty cool uh, to see them so in particular i finished the sort of totally optional wide open area this weekend which was really a delight and i you know these uncharted games and of course the last of us as well are incredibly incredibly uh, incredibly linear games and there was a Ooh. tiny bit of four where you could kind of go off script a little bit a little tiny bit uh in some driving areas but this is really the first like giant open space that you can actually run around in and find completely optional stuff uh and that's gotcha. something that the, the game kind of lets you know like hey you know this is just sort of a way to make money that's the way like chloe kind of uh, puts it like oh you know we could get some money off this this might be worth doing uh, and the game is like, money is, a thing or can you buy no, stuff with money? no okay. it just means like here's here's some here's extra fictional... stuff you can do <laughs> right yeah gotcha. <laughs> exactly and it was, I think, really well worth doing because it was mostly little puzzles, and that's the part I like the most about these games Ooh. is actually playing mm-hmm. these like kind of fun uh, spatial puzzles or just figuring out like a little tiny extra area. And it really uh, you know what though, was... this game has yeah, yeah, way yeah, too many it. goddamn uh, shift the sh- like it's it's like a it's like an image, and then you have got to shift the tiles oh, in order to yeah. line up the image. And <laughs> that then like horse one was well, bullshit. It's yeah, the there, horse well, one was bullshit. Yeah. Danielle, there are like it felt like fifteen of them by the end of the game. Like, <laughs> like at a certain yeah. point, I was one. My wife was mocking me because like, why haven't you solved the puzzle yet? And I was like, because these puzzles are bullshit. I'm tired of doing them. I don't want to slide <laughs> these tiles anymore. Oh, it's so funny. The fourth one adjusts the second one and the third one at the same time. How about the tiles just match yeah. up and we move on? And you have some more creative solutions to these. I hate. I hate yeah. those puzzles. I don't mind doing puzzles in games. But it got incredibly repetitive because they trot out this uh, circular image in which you have to adjust the mm. tiles over and over again um, in a really frustrating way. But uh, one thing I will make a note of is that uh, while it is a more open area, there's only one of them. And it doesn't actually 
like in a lot of ways doesn't fundamentally change the design of the game like it's not gonna like austin i would not say it's suddenly going to interest you because finally of the right. space. right yeah like, and uncharted does, for me it's not like it's not like it becomes <laughs> systemic because it's an open area. There aren't right, there isn't right. like wildlife or uh, like randomly generated sort of like combat scenarios. Right. There's no like, like yeah. There's no like emergent Far Cry Zelda Breath of no. the Wild. Like no, it's just no. big. It's just big. Like, and and that, which is that, cool. I, like I, yes. it seems pretty. It seems like a fun place to drive around a little bit. Yeah, it, also, is, like, it is gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and there's also a lot of, like, really tiny, clever little moments in it. Like, there was one uh, part of the puzzle, I won't spoil it, but it just had to do with the where you looked and what you were paying attention to, whether you would find the little tiny secret area or not. And, it, it, to be fair, like, the, it's, I think, 11 little tiny secret areas. Uh, they're often not super involved. Some of them had a more involved puzzle, but most of them were just, like, figure out this one little thing and then you'll you'll go to this little secret and then you can go to the secret temple where you get a thing and there's there's a really cute little bit of dialogue so it was totally worth doing but i liked that they're branching out just that is that the draw i guess that's my question for for y'all is like when it comes to that stuff for me when i'm like exploring when i'm like when i'm getting collectibles in games it either needs to be that like the core experience of exploring is physically enjoyable for me yes um, in a way that it rarely is in games at this point. Like, I think Zelda is probably the last time, or again, Breath of the Wild was the first time in a long time that I ever committed to, like, doing the, like, oh, I'm going to go find a thing. Um, b- before that, it was, it was, God, I don't, even, I don't even remember. Maybe it was, like, Assassin's Creed 2 or something, which was just, like, I loved moving around that world. Um, but, but most of the time when I'm doing that stuff, it's because there is some reward for finding collectibles like it is like okay i'm i'm gonna eventually get a new skin or a new you know i can i can get these agility orbs and that'll let me jump even further or i'm gonna collect all these shards and then level up my electricity powers or whatever there is a reward for like they set up a very specific uh you have to go find 11 little pieces that fit into a larger puzzle that will let you solve uh an optional thing that you don't don't have to do if you want to just progress through the story and it gives you something uh, I don't even know if I want to say what you get, but you get something extremely yeah. useful for a very particular task that is also optional. But if it is something you're interested in doing, it is a just reward for what you're the time that you put in to, to finding that stuff. Yeah. Like I, it was, I, it was. It's not just that you open up a temple and you collect a useless piece of treasure that you know goes to a trophy count. Um, gotcha. But it is something pretty pretty neat um, in okay. terms of finding a reward for that fits within what would be useful in an uncharted game uh, uh, sort of structure. Okay, yeah. that would probably and drive me forward. I thought it was forward. fun. It was a reward for me to have these little puzzles to do, or these little kind of optional areas to do, because right. they they had a good amount of variety. Outside of, I completely agree with what Patrick said though about those those rolling whatever mm. puzzles. There were. Way too many of those. The other puzzles were. Really oh, you're not. Fun, even, you used to have like half the game sucked. to go, Danielle. You oh, got. You're gonna, good luck. Have fun. I'm, I'm gonna hit a wall. I hit a wall with that that horse one. That horse one was some serious bullshit. I I was upset. But <sighs> the puzzle where you're jumping and you have to avoid uh, the statues that are gonna chop off your head. That one was cool. I liked that one a lot. That was a fun puzzle. Yeah, there's so. some. It's it's a uh, you know it's it's about eight probably eight hours. Is, I think is about what it took me to, to finish. Maybe a little bit less, depending on how much time you invest into the collectibles and, and things like that. But uh, it's it's nothing revelatory, but it's very enjoyable. And actually, I found it more digestible than like an Uncharted Four because Uncharted Four is like a 
16, 17. Jesus. Like, yeah, it's, that's oh, long. Yeah. It's way it's like too long. 22 chapters it is, in that game. Yeah, it is it's one crazy. third too long, like easily. Um, there, there's way too much fat uh, in that game. Um, and this, at, like, what ends up grinding me on the like the larger Uncharted games, and especially 4, which I believe is the longest of, of any of yeah. those games, um, is the parts that bother me, like the combat, end up grading on me so much because the game ends up relying on that as as it goes forward, as more action sequences kick in. Whereas over eight hours, yeah, I d- still don't like the combat. Nothing changed by the end to 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 uh, shift my perspective. But there wasn't so much of it that I couldn't get enough of the stuff that right. I liked. Um, right. And it just tells like a, a simple, easy, fun story with good banter that by the end of it, I was like, you know what? If every couple of years they just made one of these as opposed to a brand new uncharted it was just sort of like here's a side story like here's an episodic thing that's happening in the world of uncharted like i would play one of those every couple of years right yeah right cool i'm i'm not i'm like the thing is like i know i'm not gonna check it out and it's it's yeah i'll definitely check out last of us too because i i think i'm i'm higher on last of us than i was on uncharted um and maybe that'll maybe that's what will will break my my stone cold heart i'm the opposite of a skeleton which is I have a very dense I have a heart, but it's super dense and hard to yeah. penetrate. So it's it's like I, we'll see we'll see if all it's if, safer you're safer that way you know it's it's better. that's true exactly if I can't be touched <laughs> nothing can hurt me that's what I always well, yeah and, and one thing I had brought up on Friday is that you know one of my theories or hopes for this game is that so Last of Us combat wise I felt you, you have a lot more options um, like it's it's a it's a game yeah, that like really true. encourages you to like try different approaches and there's distractions and stealth like there's just a lot mm-hmm. more go- whether or not you like that combat I did like it there is like a lot more going on in the combat of that right, game right. and the idea of placing that in larger spaces would be very interesting I think what they tried to do or with this open space in uncharted uh, would actually fit really, really well in their approach to Last of Us. So I've I've almost looked at uh, Lost Legacy as sort of a template for what they might be trying to do on a grander right, scale in right. Last of yeah. Us 2, which I hope is the case, because I think it would actually enhance what the Last of Us, uh, the, the design aims of Last of Us are a lot more than it enhances the design aims of, of the Uncharted games. Cool. Yeah, totally agree. Last thing I want to say about it is that if you have a game-playing friend or partner or whatever, this is... Maybe the most fun I've had, like hot seating a game in a long oh, time nice. with my girlfriend. Just we are having such a good time, you know. Especially because the the combat can can wear down a little bit, and because you know yeah. it, it is a repetitive type of game. It's climbing, puzzle solving, and combat. Basically, that's that's you know kind of what you're doing over and over again. Uh, sort of passing the controller, and she, you know, if she didn't hear a part of it, she was like, "What was the banter last time? I need to make sure I'm you know up on the banter." Basically, it's been. Really fun to enjoy it that way. I think, I think maybe that's kind of the best way to do Uncharted games in general. But it's it's been especially fun with this one. Yeah, I can imagine that being making these games way more fun for me would definitely be one being able to hand off the controller when I'm interested in story but not in playing, and yeah. two like even just having another person there so that I wouldn't be in my most critical mode. Do you know what I mean? Like totally. I yeah. I need to be in the only way I've ever enjoyed Uncharted games has been like the same way I would enjoy a big summer blockbuster, which is like hanging out with friends and like, you know, with a beer or, you know, with, with snacks, like very buttoned down. And it's hard for me to do that when I'm just like, all right, I'm playing a game. I'm going to be in the mode that is about like figuring out what I feel really about this game instead of like having the social experience be 
key being the main thing. So I don't know. Maybe I'll. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a thing I can try out. We'll see. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not like convinced that I need to like these games. You know what I mean? Like it's not right, like a of project course. of mine to to do it. Um, but it's it's a thing that like I, I do my best to give my to make myself try things I don't like uh, every every <laughs> once in a while just to just to reevaluate whether or not I'm there. You know, gotta check in sometimes. <clears throat> do a little check in. Exactly. I uh, <laughs> I've continued to check in with No Man's Sky's new patch, and over the weekend it, it kind of crossed a threshold for me, um, in which it 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 shifted from being just kind of quality of life changes to being a more substantial uh, uh, change in how I'm playing it in like a very material way in that like it used to be that I played No Man's Sky once a month or so. I would dip back in for a night when I was feeling really stressed out and I would just kind of like bounce from planet to planet and maybe, you know, collect some resources, maybe set myself one or two little goals like, oh, okay, I really want to get uh, my multi-tool upgraded in this way or like, oh, I really want to figure out how to plant and farm this one new plant. I want to find a source for this stuff, whatever. And so I would do that maybe. Like most of the time I, I would even just like, I'm going to explore for, for 45 minutes or an hour or something like just to, just to have a little bit of a distraction. I'll listen to a podcast or I'll watch a video on another screen while I'm kind of chilling out. Um, but over the weekend, I hit a part in the main story of No Man's Sky that, that, that was added with this new patch, Atlas Rises, uh, which launched like 10 days ago. And it, it started feeling more like Skyrim to me, like Skyrim when you're in the middle of like, or like, uh, like the, I think of like the Oblivion Dark Brotherhood quest, right, is the one where it's like, I need to see the end of this thing. I need to keep going until there was a break in the action and I can breathe again, um, and it, it had that effect on me, which I so, so, so never expected from No Man's Sky, update or not. Huh. Um, it's can been you really spoil cool. why some of that is the case? Yeah, I totally can. Um, so, like, <laughs> I'll give this, here's, like, very broad non-spoiler stuff first, and then I'll, I'll okay. signal when I'm going to start talking about spoilers. Um, so, the basic setup for this, for this story mode is that there, uh, you get contacted by somebody else who's exploring the world, right? Who's exploring the galaxy, and they're kind of stuck on a planet, and you're trying to, like, meet up with them. And the kind of intro set of this, these quests is, like, very, not dry, but, like, it's very straightforward. Oh, and, like, it, it's, if you've played a lot of this game like I have, it's, it's still kind of shaking because, it's like, oh, shit, there's a communications message in my ship. No one has ever spoken to me before <laughs> unless I've walked up to them and pressed X. So, like, even being <laughs> called on the phone feels weird. Um, but, uh, but you know, you're like, okay, we're, we're going to try to, like, uh, triangulate where you are, and then we're going to get back together, and it's gonna, everything's going to be cool. And then something goes wrong, and you can't get hooked up with them, and you end up meeting a different NPC who has a little more personality, kind of an asshole, like a robot guy named Apollo. Uh, a robot is a robot person. I don't. I don't. I think it's I, they use they them for basically every NPC actually in the game. Um, and uh, and then that goes into more a little bit of tutorialization around like getting your base together, and then things end up going into a direction where. You you hit this fevered pitch, and I'll describe what happens here because I think it's really fantastic. It's one of my favorite moments this year. Um, but but uh, first, just broadly, the thing that it does is combine uh, procedurally generated content like places with handcrafted uh, content like dialogue and like specific specific spaces inside of um, the procedurally generated ones, or uh, specific even just knowing setting up the 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 line of events so that you will end up on a certain type of planet in a way that produces this really fantastic effect. Um, and then there's just like 
the sound design and all this other stuff comes together to produce a sort of like I, I, the, the word I used in the in the write up I did of it today on on the site weepointoffice.com is uh, uh, fevered. Like it's just this like rapid. I have to find out what happens next. I have to get to this next spot. I have to keep going. And that's never been the way No Man's Sky has been for me. I've always been this kind of leisurely pace. Uh, and so like the way it delivers on that stuff is fantastic. All right, I'll talk a little bit about what actually happens here. In this, again, it's pretty early on. This is supposed to be a 30-hour story mode, and I think I'm probably like six hours into it. Um, so you meet this dude, Apollo. You meet this, this robot, Apollo, who's like, hey, come, come. I can help you find your other friend who went missing. Uh, and so you start building a base, and when you build that base, you meet all these NPCs who you recruit to come into the base, um, and they all start sending you off on missions. And also... Uh, they did. They did that in a past upgrade or past update too, when the, the bases were first added. But now, like they're good at giving lore and giving kind of descriptions about the world and the different races and cultures in a way that's really appealing and really like intriguing. So, like the Viking you learn are now um, you you've always known them as like the warrior race, right? Like they're no man's sky's answer to the Klingons or whatever. <laughs> Except now you learn that like their entire thing is they are a warrior race who wants to destroy all weapons in the in the galaxy and then themselves because they've seen what great weapons can do. Um, sure. And it's like okay, that's a little dark. Um, and you you learn a little bit more about how the the robot people work and how they're like this mix of individualized and distributed consciousness. And maybe they have something to do with the big uh, Atlas constructs out in the world. You're not really sure. And then Apollo ends up sending you to like, he's like, all right, well, we have to fucking figure out what's up with these robot consciousnesses. He's like really rude in a really good way. Cause like, I've never expected anything in No Man's Sky to be rude. Uh, and so it's really, it works really well. Um, and he sends you to like. I have to say, I, I'm I'm picturing Apollo from Battlestar Galactica this entire time. Oh, and I know that's not who it's it is. It's not who it is. But no, that's who sadly. I'm picturing. It's like a big robot guy with like a big like pyramid head. It's it's okay. He's like I think he's on their official site. Um, okay. I keep saying he because his name is because their name is Apollo, and I think of Apollo exactly like you. I'm like okay, it's Apollo. <laughs> uh, so you end up. Uh, he's like okay, go. Um, break into this facility with the robot people, the Korvacs, to, to see like if they if they line up with the Atlas in any way. And you do that, and then it, it, you go from there to a bunch of different ruins. Uh, and the ruins start getting really self-referential, um, uh, where it's like, it starts referencing the fact that there are 18 quintillion planets, and like, oh, you're a traveler. Does, is there value in, in life if you can't visit all of them? It's like literally speaking to the sort of player who is like, this is the last best game I'll ever need to play. Um, and then it goes just completely wild. You get led to this portal, and the portal itself is super creepy. Uh, maybe it was partially because it was like in the middle of the night when I found it, in terms of both my real life and in the game world. Uh, and it just opens up with this just like really like mechanical, but like this bassy, voluminous sound that startled me like three times in a row, even though I knew it was coming each time, or the, the second two times at least. And like, all right, I'm gonna open this portal. And you're going to walk through the portal and you have no idea where it's going to take you. And you walk through and it takes you to this world of like living glass. Everything is made up of these, these like of glass. Like there's like glass trees and the ground is glass. And there are little glass discs floating around. And there is a planet like looking like it's about to eclipse the sun. And your UI just freaks out. And it just says like breach, 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 anomalous signal detected. And 
your ship is nowhere to be seen, and you see things moving around. There's a bunch of sentinels moving around, which are like the automated drones. Um, and the world starts to go white, and like a really low bass hum starts coming up. And the whole thing is like really fucking creepy because you're just alone out in the middle of nowhere. And then it you go into one of you get zipped away again to one of these Atlas stations where there are just like three floating bodies in the sky looking down at you, like with white behind them. Um, I'm going to just show you guys just one, just one photo. Cause it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Is this still no man's sky? Uh, because it's just like, I, it was one of these moments like, all right, this is actually <laughs> scaring me a little bit in terms of it's again, it's audio design. It's the, the location there. And then just like more dialogue boxes and you're just talking to people and you're, you're getting more like creepy, you know, mysterious, sci-fi stuff right about how long it's been since the diagnostics were run and blah 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 it's like the sort of stuff that that got people into like the halo fiction originally of like ancient alien race who knows what the mystery here is and then it just spits you out onto another random planet and your ship is seven minutes away broken and it's just like all right i'm gonna come down from this really intense fevered experience and walk seven minutes and just kind of like recollect myself and gather resources so I can repair my ship when I get there. And it's just like a really great, well-paced moment that I never would have expected would have been in No Man's Sky at all, let alone like ex executed on well. Um, and it's made me start to think about what a game like this might look like in five or ten years. Like I was telling uh, Janine Hawkins about this, and she said like it sounded like I was describing Arena, uh, uh, the Elder Scrolls Arena, and like what might the Elder, what might you know, No Man's, this is No Man's Sky Arena. What does No Man's Sky Skyrim or No Man's Sky Oblivion look like five or ten years from now, where everything has been kind of honed and uh, zeroed in on? And it probably won't be No Man's Sky. It probably will be something from a Bethesda or a Bioware or someone who who uses this, this combination of procedural generation and handcrafted spaces to produce really surprising effects like this. Um, but this is the first time that I was able to see that version of this pitch and not just the kind of like, I'm going to laze around and, and go from place to place and I don't really care about a story. Um, so it's really bad. It sounds like the game that people wanted is yes. now there and most people are never going to. Never. And it's a bummer because if they had just released this game as early access somehow, I think we would be in such a different place. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Like, yeah, because I, th I think then you can hand wave away yep. a lot of stuff. You know, like, even if there was early access, like this is kind of a 1.0 and then we're working toward, like we're adding the story stuff in the next year. Like, yep. come back. Yep. Um, That's what the Long Dark did and it seems like people really like the Long Dark. So, like, I feel like there's a world in which... I mean, they basically, there's, there's a, no matter what they do, no matter... Yep what sort of convincing you trying to say like th that they might have done with this to make it better until they attach a two to it yeah a lot of people aren't going to give it the time of day and i don't know if they will like i i wonder if i wonder what this team thinks they're gonna do in three years like 
you, from, you couldn't you you wouldn't blame them for wanting to not go down the no man's sky path totally again totally but i also want them to right what this right, makes exactly. me want yeah. is I, I, we've said before I, I think oh what if instead of 18 quintillion planets there were 300 or 100 that were precisely yeah. generated and they picked the best ones and they mm-hmm. built them out a little bit more with hand-placed stuff but now not only do i have that in my head but i have the like I want to join, like, the Space Wizards Guild. I want to join the Mercenaries Guild. I want to go down the, the plot lines in a world like this and not just the the one main core one. Like, there isn't, those things don't exist in this game. Like, there's faction, rep, rep, uh, what do you call it, uh, reputation that you can grind out. And there are, there are, like, things like that here, but they're not, like, proper quest lines the way that you would find in a Fallout or in a, in a Dragon Age or something like that. And I... I would love a version of No Man's Sky that is more tightly compact in terms of the size of the galaxy, um, still procedurally generated to create those planets because it's too much work to just hand generate hundreds of planets. And then just let me then like dive into specific stories that you've designed there. I think this is a really good proof of concept for what that looks like, and I'm curious to see where it goes from here, you know? Um, that's my. I didn't mean to talk about No Man's Sky for so long again, uh, but I really like it. Well, that's the problem. If you ask Austin a No Man's Sky question, you're not going to get sixty seconds. No, back. you're, you're going to get six minutes. It's true. Um, the only other thing I really played this weekend was more Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, but I just want to I want to shout out a, uh, what I played, which was I did custom games for the first time, which lets you play with uh, just a bunch of people that are that are all you all know each other. So it was like um, I think. 60 people total plus then 40 people who are watching on various streams were able to hop in and join the game too uh and on top of doing like squad games we ended up doing eight person team games um and if you think no man's fucking jesus mm. if you think player unknown's battle if you think no, no man's, man's sky is interesting no man's battlegrounds god don't get me started i wish no man's sky had battlegrounds combat that would be incredible um if you think battlegrounds is weird with like or like intense with four people with eight, it's just like <laughs> I can't even imagine. Rob, Man. I can't fathom. Rob, I need you just to watch the archives of this to to sh- like it looks like Company of Heroes or something because you end up doing the thing of like all right, the, I'm going to move these four people up to this ridge line. That these other four are going to go over to that ridge line. And when I say we, what I mean is like Danny O'Dwyer tell was like splitting us up into mini battle groups. Wait, was he like, your general? Basically, uh, it was like him and Pasquale were basically our. Le- I guess Pasquale, Matt Pasquale was our leader, and then Danny was definitely our sharpshooter all weekend. Was just like. It's just an incredible shot. Uh, there was definitely a bit where it was like all of us hidden in a house and Danny just like outside the house next to a little bit of cover sniping dudes up on a hill and like, all right, Danny, you got us covered. <laughs> um, it's in, it's like so much fun to play that way. I hope that they figure out how to make eight person groups a non-custom game thing because we have to do it at some point. Um <laughs> You just, like, move out in a fan. It's incredible. You know, it made me want to play 20-person teams where there is literally, like, an EVE Online-style general who is, like, subdividing out communications relays and stuff. Like, I want the game in which, Patrick, you have a squad of four, I have a squad of four, Danielle has a squad of four, and Rob has a squad of four, but then Rob is also, like, talking to you, me, and Danielle and telling us where to move our squads and we're relaying those... Like, I want that game now. I know that the game is just Arma. I understand. Yeah. that's what that is yeah. but like but we don't play arma like do you know what i mean well the, well the difference is that like the 
we have now um, crested on the steep learning curve yes. of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It doesn't mean we're good, but it means we <laughs> understand the game. Right. right. And like, I don't have the time nor the wherewithal to do that again. Right. With Arma, like I have Player Unknown. It scratches that itch. Yes. And so I just want. I want other things to come to funnel into player unknown <laughs> right. so that I can have those experiences through that game. And that's that's the kind of thing where you know the, the player base of this game 8 million sold, you know, 600,000 concurrent players and what's like this game is going to be around for 5 10 years. Like yes. this, I feel like this game is very quickly establishing itself as like a, a permanent mark in video games. Like yep. it's like it's you know hard to see that far in the future, but I'm but not But the numbers be are there. If, it's, it, I, I'm not going to be shocked if this jo- like the the world will move on from this game in the discussion sense, but in the way that Counter Strike is still a thing, you know, Dota is still a thing. Like, I think Battlegrounds is going to become one of those games that is just a fixture, right? Um, f- like just going forward. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see how it all shakes out in that way. Um, yeah, like, I want to just, like, I want to, bre- lots of people want a brief glimpse into the future, see what, like, life is like after Trump is out of office. I want to see what this game looks like in five years. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, I just linked for, for y'all in chat, uh, or not in chat, for just you, the people I'm talking to, uh, a video, because not only was I playing in this, this eight-man squad game, but also it was being streamed out to, uh, to viewers, not from Waypoint, but from uh, twitch.tv slash gamesbeat, G-A-M-E-S yeah. beat, B-E-A-T. It's the, the tech or the venture beat uh, games uh, uh, vertical, I guess. Um, and it also was the first time I'd seen any of the spectator stuff that has like an, an observation mode that is incredible. Um, Patrick, you should definitely look at this too. I'm, 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 who, looking, this, I'm looking at it right now. I'm because I'm looking at the Bud Light ad. Okay, well, <laughs> shout-outs, I guess, to advertisements. Um, the way in which you can jump between different, like, players to view them, the way in which it shows you, like, what weapons people have and how much health they have, and the way that you can zoom out to a map view and just see the little, like, arrows moving around. You can see every player on the map moving around is so cool. I cannot wait to watch, like, this big Gamescom tournament that's what? about to kick off. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, this is <laughs> yeah. amazing! It's so good. Like I, like I'm. There's a sequence at like three minutes or something where you can see everybody land, um, and like, uh, or not three minutes, three hours in, and it's just like, oh, this is just like eight bod, like eight. Uh, bodies lying, like coming to the ground with with really great user interface around them that like shows them all going into different houses, and then like when the fighting starts, you just get this just fantastic Holy like, awareness. Shit, the map with everybody yes. and where they're falling, yes. real good. It's so Holy shit, this does good. look like Company of Heroes. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like I can't wait. Holy I'm shit! I'm gonna end up watching competitive battlegrounds matches in a couple of weeks. It's gonna I be incredible. This week. This, this, week. this week. I'm like I'm excited to watch a competitive. I'm. I think I'm esports now. Oh. It's really cool. Are we gonna yeah, shout cast these Austin Walker? I maybe. When do they happen? I don't know. We should look that up. We should do at least one. That might be that might be fun. That would be very fun. Also, shout outs to that green screen trying to cope with uh, <laughs> Jeff Grubbs' oh. uh, hair. Oh, shout out to Jeff. Jeff is a is a is a fan and a, and a fellow and a peer in our industry and and put this all together. Like he like made a group in Discord once and started inviting like everyone he knew and was like, uh, do you work in games or games journalism? What if we played Player Unknown's Battlegrounds together?" So I think he's doing this every weekend, basically. He does a pretty good oh job uh, as a I've... shoutcaster d- during this stuff too. 
Um, All right, I think this is what gets me on board. There it is, <laughs> finally. Finally. Rob's not going to play, he's just going to watch. In we just need to get him. Mode. We need a mode where you there's like a limited observer mode that only shows your team, right? From a but like mm-hmm. from the observation mode, so you can see where everybody on your squad is using the 3D camera. Um, and then like or like maybe they can send up drones or like UAVs or something so that you can just spot other player characters. Uh, I don't know. You're describing like everything that like other military shooters have already done. It's going to be great. Like every single <laughs> other game that like spawns something yeah. like Battlegrounds what? is going to be modded back into Battlegrounds, yeah. and it's just going to be <laughs> endless 100%. recursion. You're going to be like, did you hear the battlefield mode of PUBG, <laughs> PUBG. is now getting its own standalone? No fucking way, really? <laughs> oh, do you did mean you battlefield battlegrounds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They added Jason Voorhees to Battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. my God. I mean, I'd, I'd play that game. Yeah, I'd play I that would game. Too. Fuck. Just let one player teleport around the map, and they only have <laughs> melee weapons, and they have just, like, you know, 3,000 HP or something. That'd be fun. God. I, I just want real controller support. That's soon. All. Soon. They're you working know, on that's- it. When, once that happens, I, Auntie Knuckles is going to be in there full time. We should. I'm going to knuckle. I'm going to knuckle up with the three ninjas. We should try the Steam controller with you in Battlegrounds, Danielle. Okay. I right. have a That's Steam controller next, yeah. here. So I think I do too. Wait, is the Steam house. controller good at anything though? People have come. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I just have. A, I just have a broken ass wrist. That's all. I just can't do WASD. Right. I got gotcha. you. Five minutes. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's my only problem. I'll be in there soon. One day. One day. I think it's supposed to hit Xbox One this week. Not this week. Oh, this nice. year. This one year. This is, year. Not okay. this week. Well, I wonder if anyone is, at like, Bohemia is like kicking themselves for having taken DayZ and just gone like all the way down the sim rabbit hole. Yep. Uh, rather than... The arcade you know, the, Yeah. Yeah. They, they better be, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure lots of people are still really happy with DayZ. But none of us, apparently, because none of us said, yes, it was me who was happy with it. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm actually not sure people are. Like, to, really? To have it fallen like, off? I think the feature creep might have really started to turn that community off after a point. That's the thing I'm hoping that doesn't happen here. Like, I really hope that this stays focused on what it is, or at least maybe, like, creates other modes where there is feature. I mean, like, if they have a good idea for a different feature, stick it in one map or stick it in one different mode type, you know? But it doesn't have yeah. to be... I, you know, I'm glad I I'm glad I don't have to play a game of zombies player unknowns battlegrounds every map rotation or whatever, you know? So Alright. I I uh, think that's gonna do it for me in terms of things I've played. Um sorry, I need to turn off this video of player unknowns battlegrounds. I just got somebody saw somebody get shotgunned and it was very good. Alright, I've closed, <laughs> I've closed it, I've closed it. I'm focused now, focused on video games, focused on, on my job. There you go. Uh did anybody else touch anything this weekend or should we wrap up? We should, we should, that, that eclipse is going to happen here. Yeah, it's happening. Minutes. All right, we you should, go see that roll. eclipse. Everyone, be I'm careful. I'm not going to see the eclipse. Go see I, it. It's cloudy. It's going to rain. But I, I'll look in the. Can the eclipse hurt you if you can't see it? That's a, uh, that's a very good question. Yeah. That's a good. No one emailed us eclipse questions. I just checked. No eclipse questions. Oh no. Yeah. Weird. I got an email here from Chase on Twitch who says, "Hey, NASA's NASA streaming an eclipse right now." Which is, yeah, okay. There are 60,000 people watching that on Twitch right now. Jesus Christ. Has it ha- is it happening? Does NASA have a yeah, good shot? Yeah, they're, they're kind of going around from the different places it's happening across the country as it's, as it's taking place. So It's uh, dark. Look at how dark it is. 
Mm-hmm. It'd be a Tristan New uh, Nebraska. And he is Nebraska, right? Yeah. This is yeah, wild. It's it's wild. I put up curtains for the first time in my life. I na- I used a drill. I made pilot holes, and I put on curtain rods so that my pets would not look outside during the eclipse. That's very Which, kind of you. I've since heard that pets don't usually look at the sun. They really anyway. don't. Yeah. But yeah. Did you read one of those articles and get you worried? Know, this is mom, wild. My, I'm, my I've mom seen texted me and was like, your pets couldn't look outside at the sun. Oh you God. don't want them to go oh, blind. That's and definitely I was like, not no. a thing. Danielle, definitely not you got, a thing. no, you got hit with like a chain mail. You know, I need. It's so I, good that you did that. I, that's I, adorable. The it's very adorable. Good. I love my. Cats to be fair, Drake probably would. Just yeah, to be honest, eclipse. Drake like, is not the smartest uh, little doggy in the in the pack. So yeah, it's entirely possible. So. All right, Austin, we should. Uh, what if? What if they added a solar eclipse <sighs> yes, to yes, Battlegrounds? Yes. Oh my god. What if? What? Yes. Can you like, die what, if a, you look up at the sun. Just like a temporary moment where the game gets incredibly dark. Right. Oh! But if you look in the sun, it's like you've looked into a flashbang, so you just can't see anything anymore. <laughs> yes. This is, I'm watching this footage here on twitch.tv slash NASA, and I've seen eclipse footage, and I've seen, like, you know, I've seen eclipse footage. I've seen pictures of an eclipse. It's so dark. I hadn't thought about how dark it would be. <laughs> Okay, let's That's let's let's happens. go dark on this podcast so we can yeah. go get dark. Yeah, we are going to miss the like, eclipse because right. Austin is watching. I'm sorry. The stream <laughs> yeah, <and> I'm narrating. <laughs> go this. Patrick. Holy radio. shit! All right, it's over, guys. I guess it's we should over. wrap I this up it. so you can go watch the eclipse. <laughs> all right, I'm going to close that window. I'm going to close all of my Twitch windows. I'm going to close all YouTube's. I'm going to close everything. Uh, I'm Austin Walker. You can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Danielle? Danielle R I on Twitter. Patrick Klepek. Find me at Patrick Klopik. Rob Zachney. At Rob Zachney on Twitter. And you can find everything we do on Twitter at Waypoint, twitter.com slash Waypoint, facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice, Waypoint at, nope, waypoint.vice.com. Uh, you can find all the, the videos that we do at youtube.com slash Waypoint Vice. That is going to do it for us today, and I hope you've enjoyed your eclipse. By the time you hear this, it will have already happened. Um, I think everywhere in the world, anywhere that's getting hit by this eclipse, it'll have already happened. So I hope you're you're safe and, and you had a good time. We'll catch you on Friday for another episode. Um, we should figure out when we're going to do the first Waypoint 101 of Wolfenstein and the New Order, because we announced mm. that last week. Uh, maybe next week, maybe like next Wednesday or something we should do that? Uh, uh, really prefer not do it then, but... Okay, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. Uh, all right, we'll figure that out. We'll make a post of that uh, in the in the uh, on the website and over in the forums. All right, everybody, talk soon. Peace. Be good and be good at it. There it is. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>